Too many. Yeah, yeah, already, geez. Well, it, it's right about to start here, John. Uh, we're, we're about to start things up. Apparently, there's a musical act right now. I think it's Michael Bublé and some random woman. I, I really think it should be Evgeny Malkin with the Ting Tings. That's not my name. Look it up. Oh, God. That's just my name. They call me Gino. I don't believe you. Gino, Gino? No, no. No. All right, well, John, we have quite a night ahead of us here, as we do have quite a crowd here. We are joined uh, with a, a bunch of esteemed members of the blogging community, if anything. You're kind of like us. We're in the same boat. You know, we write, we blog, and we uh, podcast and all. We're not quite on the same level as uh, Puck Daddy over here, but, you know. Uh, well, we're going to try to get an interview with him later and, uh, you know, get a few questions in with him. And uh, we'll also be talking to a fantasy hockey guy who is uh, well-rounded there with his numbers on how you should run your fantasy hockey teams when it is relevant, of course, during the regular season and the playoffs. But, John, this is the first time we've talked since that fateful night in Detroit, Game 7. I mean, I was, I was... In seventh heaven, after game five, as we saw, I was buzzing, or, or no, I was drunk and you were buzzed. But you said nothing, I know nothing. I know, I know. This, don't worry, this won't make it on TV. <laughs> but still, fact of the matter is, we got some awards to hand out tonight. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup in, in spectacular fashion. You, of all people, have always made fun of Marc Andre Fleury. Are you taking back everything you said about him? Are you kidding? Have you heard his interview? His interview hold on, hold on, ready? No, you didn't say it high enough. It was a great win. I looked at my family members and said, what the hell did he just say? Right at the end, because I swear to God, if anything, it would have been in French. Okay? That's how bad his English was. Yep. So, alright, that's last minute save. What did you think? <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, we're talking about the difference between a, a Game 7 overtime and winning the Cup. Now, Mark andre Fleury made a very similar save just the game prior. Uh, I mean, and so it's not something I was surprised that he was able to do it. But when you talk about the pressure of the situation, you can't beat it. That's what you call winning the series for your team. All right, well, let's put this in perspective as well. Nicholas Lidstrom, he had testicular surgery after a hit from Patrick Sharp in the conference finals. Do you think it had any impact on him getting to the puck soon enough to take that shot on Marc-Andre Fleury in the dying seconds of that game? Well, I don't want to say he had the cojones to really get out there, but I mean, because we're on a podcast, I think I can actually say something of that sort. Well, I know you will. Yeah. I know you will. Well, no, I don't want to give away too much, because I definitely I want to go over the, the cup win itself. 
on the TV. I think you know, something like that. You really you can't get it just through audio. All right. Well, I will definitely say that it was a fantastic end. You couldn't have asked for a better series. Well, I hate to cut you off here, but we have Martin St. Louis, I think. No. <laughs> Somebody short, very though. short. Yeah, I guess that's St. Louis. But I saw Ronick off on the left here. And uh, let's pretend we're in Vegas, right? No. Well, the award show is just about to start, and I guess we can get our picks in here real quick if we can. We better. I don't know. Uh, Jennings' uh, award, obviously, is going to Boston with the lowest goals against average. That's already decided. Yep. Rocket Richard is going to Alex Ovechkin for the scoring title, of course. No surprise. The Masterson Award for the uh, most sportsmanly-like player. I pick Zednik, even though he's going to the KHL. Oh, every, oh, oh, I hate JR here. I guess I hate Ronick. I didn't play with Philly for a while. But now that Sean recaps of the Stanley Cup Game 7, we'll talk more about that on the TV. But, <coughs> excuse me, moving on, uh, we want to talk about the Lady Bing. That's another one that we can't really talk yeah, about. Yeah, it, unless you're a player, you really can't have a true how opinion. How can you on. tell how gentlemanly or sportsmanlike somebody is on the ice unless you're on the team or in the locker room or in the public spotlight with this individual? So right. let's move on. Best defensive forward for the Selkie. I got Ryan Kessler. Really? I got Ryan Kessler. What, is it Zetterberg? Who's, in, who's uh... No, uh, Mike Richard is up as well, and Pavel Datsuk, yes. Pavel Datsuk go with is up Datsuk. You're going to go with Datsuk on that go one. Datsuk. I'm going to say Ryan Kessler. I think he was one of the impact players that made a difference in getting Vancouver into the playoffs. Oh, here we go. Oh, there's Gino. Gino. You heard the story about the changing of the uh, the base plate with the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, Puck Daddy, Puck Daddy you know? himself, Greg Wyszynski, uh, he is here with us tonight. We'll talk to him later. But, yeah, they changed the base to the Hockey Hall of Fame logo. I don't like it. Neither do I. It seemed really confusing. Everybody thought it was a replica cup at the time. I wouldn't have doubted it, but no. But did you notice they didn't introduce Gary Bettman? They couldn't boo. They booed. But they didn't. They never actually said, "Here's Gary Bettman." He just randomly walked out on the ice. He walked out there, and nobody really recognized him until he started talking on the microphone. You know what I just realized? Most of the people here have never seen a Stanley Cup victory for their team. Well, that's a shame. Hey, get out of here! That's Listen, a shame. I'm sure there's some other fans. Oh, there was a Flyers fan here. You lie. Oh yeah, not, maybe not in their lifetime. He looked old enough. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, anyway, well we do have some Press Canadian on. fans as well. Press on. One guy was a Canadian fan. All right, so we're moving on. Uh, on a trophy. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be Tim Thomas, but we also have many, or not many Fernandez, <laughs> mind you. Nicholas Backstrom's up for it, and Steve Mason as well. I'm thinking Mason. I really, I, I, I mean, considering it's all based before the playoffs, I, I just got a hunch on Steve Mason. I don't know. I like the kid. I like the kid. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick with Tim Thomas. You don't need the most shutouts in the league in order to, you know, get the Vesna. I think Tim Thomas... He was just phenomenal. Obviously, with the goals against the average, played majority of the season. I'm, I'm going to go with Timmy. Okay. Calder. Calder. We got oh, Versteeg, we got Bobby Ryan, and we got Steve Mason. Mason. Yeah. Mason again. I'm going with Mason. Here we go. We're going to get our answer right here live. Well, not exactly. But we're going to find out here who's up for the Calder, who's going to win it. It's Chris Versteeg versus... Uh, yep, here he is. Steve I like Mason. Versteeg, don't get me wrong. Versteeg, I think Mason deserves it. Versteeg showed up quite often there for the uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. Bobby Ryan was probably one of the better impact players. I mean, with the cap issue, he was called up when they needed him, but he performed every time. So here we go. We're going to get the winner right here. Pat Kane's going to say it. Here we go. If he can get the envelope open. I know. Maybe. His Maybe. hands aren't so good. Steve Mason wins what the Calder. What I tell you? What I tell you, Dad? I don't hey. think he's going to win the best. Now I picked him for the Calder. 
I think Tim Thomas will win the Vesna, but we're going to move on here. Eight years ago, I said the Pens win, and you doubted me. You know what? You see what happens? See what happens, Dave? Don't doubt me. Keep your mouth shut. All right, Norris Trophy. We got Mike Green, Nick oh, Lindstrom, Lindstrom, and Zidane Chara. I like Chara, but it's going to be Lindstrom. I think we're going to buck the trend here, and we're going to go with Mike Green. I'm going with Mike Green. You're just Green. saying that so you don't get killed. I'm the underdog, okay? I'm always picking the underdog, so yeah, I'm going to go with yeah, Mike Green. All right, moving on here. We got the Hart Trophy. Datsuk, Ovechkin, or Malkin. One, uh, it's going to be a Russian. I'm guessing it's going to be a Russian. That's a good guess. It's a solid guess, Dave. Okay, thank you. I Honestly, I think it's going to be Ovechkin. Uh, he, he did so much for his team. Crosby's going to detract from that a bit. I think the NHL really wants to push Alex Ovechkin as the leader of, of perhaps the new face of the NHL. I think there's things in the background pushing Ovechkin to the top. I said it on TV, buddy. I'm going with Malkin. I hope you're right. I do. For once in my life, I hope you're right. I know you do. But you know what? If he wasn't scoring goals, he was making goals happen. And that's what made him the playmaker and the Smythe winner in the playoffs. I think that his impact is more felt within the locker room and on the stat sheet. You don't see him in the G column. You'll see him in the assist column. All right, moving on here. The Lester B. Pearson Award picked by the players for uh, MVP. What do you think? Ovechkin. Ovechkin. I'm yeah. going with Ovechkin, too. Yeah. Hands down. They're going to pick him. They're going to sit there and go, hey, this guy was amazing all season long. I mean, he was firing left and right. I would definitely go with Ovechkin. There was a poll recently of the of the players picking the best player in the league, and he won by some 80%. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. All right, last one we're gonna go through, and we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here. The Jack Adams Award. We have Andy Murray from St. Louis. We have Todd McClellan from San Jose, and we also have Claude Julien from Boston. Who do you think is gonna take this one home, John? Oh, Claude Julien. Really? Look at Boston last year. Look at Boston this year. I think that's a major difference that happens only because of coaching. Because what are the differences in the roster? You tell me. I think something changed inside that locker room that wasn't a player's name. Well, I'm going to go with Tom McClellan in this case with San Jose. Nabokov went down in a shootout with an injury, getting the game-winning save, and was out for 20-some-odd games. I give Todd McClellan all the credit in the world for leading his team past an injury that took out a, cle- a, a clutch key player in the lineup. Maybe you should give that credit to their backup goalie, Dave. No, I'm going to give it to McClellan because he knew how to place the defenseman there. I think he's done a fine job. I don't know what's going on here. Someone mentioned a Ovechkin. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, I, I, I really think that Todd McClellan's going to get it because picking up where Ron Wilson left off when he went to Toronto, that's a big, those are big shoes to fill, okay? And to team up with Dougie Wilson at the GM role, I think he's done a fine job. All right, Lester B. Pearson, we're gonna call this one and we're gonna kinda, we're gonna sum up our thoughts here as we get the uh, the results from the Lester B. Pearson. So you're going with Close Julian on the Jack Adams and I'm going with Tom McClellan. All right, Datsuk's up with Malkin and uh, Ovechkin, of course, is gonna be the third nominee here. Yep. Uh, it's going to be the same for uh, the Hart Trophy, ironically enough. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But this is selected by... Oh, hey, how, how about that? Yeah, by the way, we are coming to you from Washington, D.C. We're actually in Arlington, Virginia at Bailey's Pub and Grill, just to remind you. So here we go. The announcement is going to be made on who will win the Lester B. Pearson Award. And he's trying to get the envelope open. Apparently, they sealed these things pretty darn good this year. You ever notice that Ovechkin jumps every time he hits? The winner is, and he's not going to look. And Alexander Ovechkin has won the Lester B. Pearson Award as 
Jets fans up here. You know to quote Ben Stein. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you, Captain Obvious, for that. Well, Dave, I think we should wrap it up. We should. We got uh, 12 minutes of good time in here. We will be right back with some interviews here in just a few minutes, so stay put right here. Okay, so we're here watching the Hart Trophy being awarded here. They're going to show the nominees. No way, Ovechkin doesn't get it. Okay. No way. No way. Brian Shrimps here. There it is. Alex Ovechkin is up there. Shrimps, he's going to get it? There's there's no doubt that this guy doesn't get it. John, what do you think? I'm still hoping Malkin. All right, I said Malkin. I said Malkin, too. I'm hoping. For once, I'm hoping I'm wrong. Oh, that's going to win it. You know what's surprising me? Crosby not being a nominated for award. Well, he was up for the Marc Messier Award. Was he really? Yes, he was. Here Why we go. Not? Here we what go. You miss on Here it comes. Here it comes, boys and girls. Live reaction. Give it to your teammate. Give it to your teammate. Hey, hey, Dave. Yes, John. Who, who was right? Um, I think you were. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? You were hoping for Malkin, so hope the heart and the mind. Come on, we've had this discussion, John. I went with the mind for once, and it worked out. All right, at least you didn't go with any other body parts, but okay. It was all Russians up there, like we said. It was all Russians. Well, my initial reaction was too explicit to leave he saluted the fans here. All right. Well, I'd hate to see what happens if they won the cup. Oh, listen. All right. Just get it out. Get it out right now. I'm sorry, Dave. This is a hatred that just burns deep. Ever since those old days of Chuck the Cap. All right. I hate the Capitals. Well, this rivalry will likely live on for years and years. We'll be right back with some more interviews right after this. David Stern, but here we go. We are talking about the post-awards reaction. John, obviously you called it apparently. Uh, I mean, I was I was proud for Malkin. I thought Batman's dream would have been accomplished by having Evgeny Malkin pull through with the Hart Trophy. I'm sorry, Dave. That'd be if Sidney Crosby were nominated. Then it would be Batman's dream. Right. Of course, Crosby. Of course. Sidney Crosby, I guess that's a mouthful, if anything, when it comes to Batman during these awards 
So I guess we can't say his name at all because it's all been Pavel Datsuk, Alex Ovechkin, and Tim Thomas throughout these awards. So Tim Thomas winning the Vesna, like I said, how can you ever doubt me? It doesn't matter how many shutouts you have. I, it's all about how you lead your team to victory. And obviously, he led his team further than Steve Mason did with Columbus. Well, I'm sorry, Dave. I doubt you on all the other awards that I happen to be right on. Hart, Jack Adams, Calder. I mean, I just want to throw that out there. Hey, I called the Calder as well. I said Steve yeah, Mason was well, going to win. We were half and half, and you know what? I came up bigger. Well... Alright, you know what? You have an ego the size of the Stanley Cup, so I guess I'll let you go with that. Just for tonight, just for tonight. John, we do have the draft coming up, and I mean, there are rumors that a lot of players are going to be moved, and a lot of things are going to be done. And maybe even the Toronto Maple Leafs ending up with, uh, with Shen, Luke Shen's brother. I mean, we have a lot to talk about in the next week. Are you looking forward to the draft as much as I am? You know, it's really hard to say. I, I have never been a big fan of the minor leagues. I, that, that is to say that I have never followed it with the same enthusiasm that I do the NHL. I'm a fan of the big show. I think I make that very clear. Even when I do college hockey, I'm a fan of the big show. Uh, now, now that, that is to say, I'm going to watch the first round. I'm going to be like, oh, well, I want to know these people. But as you get deeper and deeper, I'm going to have no clue and I'm just going to be paying attention for for the show. Okay, well then let me ask you this. Who do you think will go first? Tavares or Hedman? I think Tavares still. You think Tavares will? You don't think somebody needs a solid defenseman at number one like the Islanders? Do the Islanders, are, gonna, are they going to make a good choice? I mean, that goes even further. Do they want to have someone who they think is going to be a money player or... When do you want to do this? You want to do it? Oh, you're talking right now. I'll show yeah. you the photo. Well, you know what? We could, we could do a segue there, Greg. All right, well, we're going to get to Puck uh, Daddy here in a second. But you really think that Tavares is going to go first? And we're talking Pat's Blue Ribbon here at uh, Bailey's Pub and Grill here in Arlington, Virginia, where we had the awards party. But you think that Tavares will go first for the Islanders? I look at a money player, and I think that's what uh, Wang's going to need going into perhaps Kansas City. Who knows? <laughs> well, we did talk about the fact that he did regret his decision, you know, taking over the Islanders, and if he were to do it all over again, he would definitely not do it. Uh, so you're thinking that Tavares is the cure-all for the New York Islanders? No, I think it's the beginning of a solution. So do you think it's going to bring it back to that dynasty age back in the 80s? I mean, with uh, you know, with Mike Bossy and uh, Denny Potvin, do you really think it's going to come back that far? Dave, let's not go that far. Come on now. I mean, the more the Islanders celebrate that four-cup streak, I mean, the patch is a nice touch, putting four stripes on the stick. Now they're getting in a bit of, you know, oh, they sanctify the last dynasty. <laughs> I don't look for it to ever happen in, in the next, oh, decade. So you're not going to give as much credit to Camp Holy and Tavares as you will with Bossy and Potvin. Yeah, well, okay, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll let you go with that. Well, I mean, goaltending is obviously going to be an issue. Is Di Pietro their guy next year? Uh, you know... Nobody's talking about that, seriously. Nobody's talking about Di Pietro. He has this hip injury. I mean, I can even ask Shrems here if he has an opinion, do you? I do. He does. Let's let's go over to Brian Shrimps okay. here from saucerpass.com. Here's the thing. 
the Islanders are so far up the creek right now, simply in the fact that you've signed this injury-prone goaltender to a 12-year contract, 12, 15-year, I don't know how 15, many 15-year, 15-year contract. How do you expect to justify the fact that he could be out for almost half the season due to some lingering injury next year? If anything, I feel terrible for John Tavares to have to be <laughs> my mates with Richard Park and Jeff Tambellini. <laughs> the best players on the Islanders. Or Blake Como, who, who's a workhorse in himself. Well then, you know, let me ask you this though. Do you give the same kind of sympathy to Steven Stamkos in Tampa Bay? Stamkos has a better opportunity. It's tough because after Tampa Bay overhauled their team last year, they got some pretty decent players. You just can't I, yeah. expect these these transplants to gel with the line mates that they had there before. It's going to take more than one season. If they keep them around, Tampa Bay comes back and maybe makes the playoffs as an AC next year, if LeCavalier stays. Now they have two goaltenders in question here. It is Mike Smith yes. and Kerry Ramo. Do you think they complement each other well enough to stay as a tandem in Tampa Bay to give Steve Damskos the, uh, I guess, the opportunity to make the playoffs next year. Kerry Ramos still needs a lot of work uh, on his fundamentals. He needs he needs AHL experience. Basically, what it means. If if you look at the stats from last year, Mike Smith was one of the best statistical goaltenders in the league. You're not going to get a lot of recognition when you put up a 1.96 goals against average and your team loses right. three out of the four games they played. All right, John, you? Shrems, I hate to say it, but as, as right as you are, I don't think the Tampa Bay ownership is going to think anything like that. Those guys are playing a video game right now. That's really all that matters to them. They're going to toss around some cash. They're going to put some big names together that they remember, and they're going to say, okay, here's our team. Guys, go play. <laughs> Halfway through the season, and they'll pull it apart again because, oh, we made the wrong decision. Hire their head coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's got to be 16 games in, but you're saying that uh, John Coolidge is actually playing NHL 2K as we speak to decide what team he should have next year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's, that is the mentality there, and that's what bothers me. So as right as you are, that is what they should do. I don't think that's what they will do. I think that tandem's going to be split up soon. My honest opinion is Mike Smith should never have been traded to begin with because I actually think that because of Marty Turco's poor performance in Dallas, Mike Smith may have been able to save the Dallas franchise last year. I really think that Mike Smith's performance would have been needed there in Dallas. And Marty Turco with his choking point, I don't think that Holmquist was the answer. No, absolutely. Mike Smith was the best backup goaltender in the NHL when he was with Dallas. That's a fact. Marty Turco has nothing but inconsistencies. You know, last year Dallas should have been a cup contender this past season. They were not. Turco was terrible. You know, and they don't have a viable option behind him right now. They right. They're, they're shopping for a goaltender. They have a guy in the system who's really, really good. Right. But Turco is at this. Hold on. Let me, let me stop you. But who was it that they got out of the trade? Was it uh, was it Telquist or uh, not Telquist? Uh, no. Who did they get out of uh, the trade there in uh, Dallas for that trade for Mike Smith at Tampa Bay? Yes, it was Jokinen, and I believe there was one more player. 
I can't remember who it was. Richards? Yes. Brad Richards and Jokinen. No, UC Jokinen is with Carolina. But UC Jokinen Was it Ole Jokinen? No. UC Jokinen with uh, Calgary. That's right. UC Jokinen went from Tampa Bay to Carolina. That's right. Okay. So it obviously was not worth anything considering those players that Dallas traded for are obviously no longer with the team or producing at all. All right. So then what does Philadelphia do for a backup goaltender while we're on the topic of goaltenders? Who wants to go first with this? Great. I think that if you have a team like Philadelphia and you can't put a solid goaltender behind them, it's a waste. Philadelphia is a cup caliber team. Offense, defense, they have it all. They don't have the goaltending quite yet. Ray Emery is a step back. So who do you put behind Ray Emery as a backup goaltender? If you want a cup shot, you go out and you get someone on the free agent market like J.S. Shiger. You have him compliment a decent backup goaltender, not Ray Emery, not Robert Esch. All right, you put a guy in there that can win, that's been proven to win. Emery <laughs> is not. That's why he hasn't been in the league in the past year. I have, to, in, I have to interject, though. You take a look at the West to East goaltenders. Besitoskala obviously wasn't a very good goaltender with Toronto, and obviously they're siding with Pogi. True. I mean, uh, would yeah, you really? Maybe I, that's the thing. I mean, would you really take a goaltender out of the West and put him in the East and trust that he will do well, even in a backup goaltender position? It's 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 tough to say because all you have, all I can think of off the top of my head is Tosco to compare this to. The only thing I can say about Jaguar is that he comes with a price tag, and that's six point. Almost $7 million, to be honest with you. Well, it's got to be the Stanley Cup experience. It's going to be the experience that they need. But honestly, if you keep Veron in town, you bring in Jaguar, you platoon him. That's the new NHL thing. You platoon goaltenders. Veron says he's a cup con- or he's a uh, first-string goaltender, a cup contender, if anything. He's saying he's a, a starter. And what team can use him as a starter? Edmonton. Anybody? Edmonton. Edmonton? Colorado. Colorado? John, what do you think about Veron? Veron, he should retire by now. No, <laughs> I, I, I want to get back just for a He's moment. He's too young. All right, step back. All right. The, the, for a backup goaltender in Philadelphia, the best backup goalie in the league still is Pat Laleen. Laleen? Not Laleen. I'm sorry. Oh. Legacy. Legacy. And he believes it though. Oh. Oh, Legacy's a flake and he's too old. Legacy. Danny Legacy is a solid backup, but I would have taken him on the Penguins without any any questions asked. Even with his rumors of locker room problems, what better is Philadelphia dealing with? Come on, Sarah Palin jinxed him even when he stepped oh, out on that carpet. Best backup goaltender in the league is Craig Anderson. Good call. I like that. I like that call. I mean, what are you going to say? Hedberg is ahead of him as well? No. No way at all. I mean, also, we should report right now that we do have Rick Dudley from the Chicago Blackhawks going to Atlanta as their GM. All right. How about this? Think about this. this just out the top here. Kerry Lettman's due for a contract. He goes to Atlanta. That makes that team ten times better. Kerry Lettman is a great goaltender playing on a terrible team with no support. You put him in Philadelphia you have a chance to win. I, I said that. that at the trade deadline, and they didn't bother. I almost think that's as valuable as putting Houston Markkinen in Philadelphia, okay? I mean, seriously, 
a backup goaltender is a backup goaltender unless he's getting enough. It's only if he's getting enough practice and enough time in the spotlight do you actually know what you're going to get out of this goaltender as a product. True. It's, it's someone like Ty Conklin. I mean, that's... Ah, see, he hasn't had much show in Detroit. But, I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like it's kind of like a facade that you put up because Ty Conklin is an average goaltender playing on a super good team. So, you know, you get someone like Ty Conklin for a little under $2 million, you think it's a bargain, he shows up to your team, and he completely craps the bed. Well, that's you the thing. You mean like Jocelyn Tebow anywhere? Oh, you mean like Jose Tandor anywhere? You know? Oh, we have some sparring going on here. Hey, has anyone heard of the Curse of the Winter Classic? Yes. And Marion Hosa and Ty Conklin. Do not possess Ty Conklin or Marion Hosa, and don't even bother winning the Winter Classic. Otherwise, you will lose the Stanley Cup Final. How about that? Should Ty Conklin leave to go to I'm any sorry, other team? Did, did Buffalo make it the Stanley Cup Final, Paul? Hey, 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 listen. You know what? I'm just saying that you Why will not? lose overall. You're making up a curse two games hey, in. Hey, hey, Ty Conklin has <laughs> lost. Montreal make it no three? Hey, Ty Conklin has lost three out of the four. Three out of the four. Four? Uh, I'm sorry. Two out of the three. I, I apologize. My statistics hey, are a little off. You make light of the fact that Marion Hosea is going to be the most expensive rental player. Hey, one, two, or three. Much? He hasn't won a Stanley Cup. Not Hosa? a cup. Hosea hasn't won a no, cup. No, no, no. has Classic. not won a cup. On the Winter Classic, though. Trends, you're losing your name tag. Johnny, any final thoughts? I mean, we're going to talk to Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy from Yahoo. I'm just watching second. the Browns lose in the drive on ESPN Classic, and I'm loving it. I think they're making me feel better. To the 80s, oh, boy. We're talking, we're talking Denver Broncos here on ESPN Classic. But we will talk more hockey with Greg Wyshynski in just a minute here. John Baranowski. We are joined by a special guest. We are joined by Puck Daddy from Yahoo Sports. Greg Wyshynski. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it? That is indeed how you pronounce it. Wyshynski. Thank you for having me, sir. All right. All right. Very good. So what inspired you to get this event going here? I mean, uh, it, just like out of nowhere, you picked Bailey's Popping Grill. I mean, is there any other favorite places? Well, it, it kind of helps when you live in D.C. and the Capitals are up for every award except for like the Vezina. So we figured there'd be some people interested in having an NHL awards party, but also it was a, it was a case for me and JP from Japers Rink to kind of just have a, a nice celebration at the end of the season. You know, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, it's been a really good year for both of our blogs and for the NHL, and, and it, was a, it was a chance to get everybody together and just have a party. Okay. So were you surprised by any of the uh, picks that were made this year in the awards? Um... I, I picked Mike Green to win the Norris. I did as well. I yeah, did as well. I thought I that the offensive defenseman thing and all of the headlines that he got would have been enough. But but clearly it was a case where they thought that the Bruins' defense 
warranted both the Vezina and the Norris, which is fine. I mean, the Dana Charles Award was like when uh, Pacino won percent of a woman. It was a lifetime achievement <laughs> award. All right, good comparison. I mean, I, I, I expect that if anybody, it will be Lidstrom or Green. Not yeah. Chara. I yeah. mean, that, that kind of surprised me. So, I mean, John, got not, anything? Not that he doesn't deserve it, but I, I want to ask the real question. Uh, you, you do Yahoo Sports. Where do you get your sources from? I'm a big fan of the blog, and you're usually right on the money. Yeah, please tell me you're not like Eklund. I am I am nothing like Eklund. Uh, I could say that unequivocally, but uh, no. Nice. I, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, you do this job for a year. We've been doing it for a year. Uh, in, in April, so it's been a little bit over a year. Okay. I mean, you, you develop some relationships, you get some news here and there. Um, I, I will never pretend to be an insider. I am not. Uh, okay. There are other people that have uh, real writing jobs and have real sources, <laughs> but we do what we can. So, so like, you're not working your way up to Gary Batman, basically. I would. I've said for years, and, I, <laughs> and I, I've never actually been nice. offered an interview with Batman. I would. I don't see the value in sitting down with the man. <laughs> what, what is he going to say to me that he hasn't... I mean, like, you can smell the words. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, oh, and, I, and I, I respect people that, that sit down with him and try to get something out of him. But for a guy like me, I know he'll never give me a straight answer. So what's the sense? Well, I mean, you, obviously, let's, let's segue into uh, the fact that you are a New Jersey Devils fan. Okay. And obviously, we've seen this year, uh, John here being a Pittsburgh Penguins fan... Do you think in any way that there was some sort of conspiracy? I mean, there has been a lot of talk. I don't know if you listen to XM uh, with the NHL home ice. Everybody calls in with their conspiracy saying that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to win because Gary Bettman needs the publicity to keep the poster boy of the NHL going here and get his Stanley Cup to keep people interested. Do you think that is the case? And why hasn't Martin Brodeur come up for a Vezina? That's a, that, that's a loaded question, I know. I don't know about Marty, but I, I have been uh, consistent about the fact that I think the conspiracy theory talk with the Penguins is, is bumpness. And okay. I'll tell you why. Very good. It's, it's better business for the NHL to have the Penguins lose and keep coming back to try to win than it is for them to win. Right. Now, they're defending champions. <laughs> Who cares if they play next year in the final? You know what I okay. mean? If you can get them coming back and try to win, then you've got something that you can market. So I've never bought into the conspiracy deal with that. So uh, what do you expect from this upcoming draft getting away from the awards and the, uh, you know, the, you know, all this hoopla of the Stanley Cup? What are you expecting out of the draft coming up here uh, in June? God willing, a lot of trades. Okay. I'm going to be up there for it, and I, and I really hope to see a lot of action as far as people moving up and down the standings and, 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 and the trade uh, the trade table. But um, I, I'm most interested in seeing the unrestricted free agents and who might get moved. Like, Bo Meester fascinates me because yeah. I've interviewed him. Uh, yeah. He's kind of an accountant. Like, he's a very humble guy. And the idea of him playing in Philly fascinates me. Because I think it'll get eaten alive. Philadelphia, huh? Yeah. So, wow. uh, if that if that happens, I think it'd be fascinating. But mostly, just like some action. Okay. You know, we had the the Jokinen thing happen last year. Right. Obviously. I'd like to see more of that kind of thing. Happen. So you think that the uh, the trade, uh, not so much the free agency deadline, uh, will be, you know, is less active as the trade or the the draft deadline. I'm sorry. I keep on referring back to the uh, you know the trade deadline. But you think that the draft is going to be more 
active than the free agency deadline on July 1st? No, the free agency deadline's still still Christmas morning for us hockey fans in the summer. <laughs> All right. But um, I do think there's going to be more movement at the draft than, than maybe some people think there will be. Okay. What about a backup goaltender, John? We've been, you know, you know, I debated We've had on a this. Discussion. What do you think? Well, the best backup goaltender in the league. Who, who would you say? Especially for Philadelphia, considering they brought in Ray Emery as their number one. You're talking about guys who could who could inherit the mantle and become starters, that kind of thing? Perhaps, yeah. I um, guess, yeah. Wow, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good answer for that. Ninamaki and Braun are both up for their contracts. Yeah, but do you keep but either of them, no. or do you shop around? Regime change. You need to go fresh in Philly. Then do you keep Robert Esch back in the fold as the third change? As, as a Robert Esch is still there. I, I am actually, and, and I used to dog this guy when he played, I'm a, I'm a Robert Esch fan now because of the All way right. he played international play. Right. I would have no problem with them going with Emery and Esch Ooh. if they upgrade their defense and bring in a Bo Meester. I, I really wouldn't. Wow. Honestly, All right. who, are you, who are you gonna bring into Philly that's gonna be, I mean like, is Luongo available, you know? Like, who comes into Philly and fixes that problem? The, uh, in, in well, goal? they haven't had a good goalie since Hextall. It's sad, sad but true. Well, you're throwing out the Roman statue. Check Monik. <laughs> come on. Well, what about Hedberg? I mean, is he going to come back to uh, yeah, you know, Pennsylvania? I still call it the Keystone oh, Curse. The best the best backup goalie in the league, I guess, would probably be QA, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I would definitely okay, agree I with you. I want to give a good answer there. QA. And, and, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, Javi Bullen and Hawaii were probably one of the best goaltending tandems of the entire season. The worst is uh, Curtis uh, McElhiney, or whatever his name is in Calgary. <laughs> Just because. Well, who do they have before there? Uh, what was his name? Mickless something. Uh, he got suspended. Uh, was it McClellan? McClellan. That's what it was. Yeah, exactly. McClellan in Calgary with his little suspension there. Was that against Detroit, right? Was it last year? Or no? Sure. I can't remember. It was Anyways, I switch, but anyway, rolling on. I want to switch gears real quick. Ooh, you, you've always right. been a man who, who has gone for the small stories, too, uh-huh. and I appreciate that, including the, the Stanley Cup logo, because I had no idea. I looked at the cup, and I went, is that the replica? What's oh, going yeah, on? on the bottom. Uh, yeah, right. yes. So yes. I, I appreciate you always tackling the small stories. But is, is there a guideline that you have, perhaps mentally, of what stories you'll take? Is there a story you ever say, no, it's not worth my time? Oh sure, but I mean that's that's just having a good crap detector. You know what I mean? It's 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 understanding what might be of interest to your readership and what might not be. And and when you get that third email about the hooking call that never happened, you know, in the game the night before, you say to yourself, eh, maybe not. But in other instances, you know, the fact that the coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins ate a burrito every day and was 22 and one to me that's a pretty compelling story. So all right, all right. Understanding what, and, and honestly, not to be an egomaniac, it usually comes down to what interests me, you know, and, and, okay. and thankfully, what interests me interests other people as well, so. I can respect that. All right, well, let's get to the biographical stuff. What started you with being the Yahoo Sports blogger for the NHL? Well, they, they hired me uh, after I worked at a newspaper for nine years, and then I was writing hockey on the side. Okay. For uh, AOL and a couple of other places, and they, 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 you know, Yahoo was doing the whole network of blogs. Okay. So they wanted a hockey guy, and all I had to do was convince them to hire me full time. And right. after that was accomplished, 
Luckily for us, we were on our way. <laughs> and certainly, we pay attention to you. And I mean, uh, what do you think about the future of the NHL? I mean, just going with uh, what Bettman has put in place. I mean, his dynasty is obviously placed on the Pittsburgh Penguins, if I may. I'm sorry, John. And put on expansion day, but okay. <laughs> well, think of, it, think of it this way. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, there are probably right now at least six compelling teams in the, in the NHL that you could put in a final and be comfortable that they were going to draw interest. Okay. I mean, and we're talking about the Penguins, the, the Red Wings, Washington, Chicago. Oh, yeah. There are more teams now that you care about oh, than yeah. there were in years past. So as far as that, the prognosis is good. Okay. All right. Very good. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. We're talking with Greg Wisniewski, Puck Daddy from Yahoo Sports. He is the NHL guy. John, I mean, do you have any other questions that you can think of to ask Greg? I mean, uh, it's like we're, we're trying to pick his brain here, and we're trying to get as much as we can out of him. I think, you know, right now we've got a, a good amount of answers. What do you think? Well, you know, it's a guy obviously I respect a whole lot. I appreciate you coming on board to help us out with an interview here. And uh, good luck with the blog. Thank you. And well, keep up the good work. I appreciate you boys having me at least six beers into the <laughs> Puck Daddy Jay Fishing party night. All right. And I think everything's gone okay. All right. Well, of course, we're going to follow him on Twitter. And it is uh, Wisniewski. His last name Wyshynski is Wisniewski. Sorry. So well. I know. I, I. What is this? Number seven. <laughs> All right, Greg, you're gonna be driving me home. So anyway, this is Greg Wisniewski. With I, I know I probably screwed it up again. He is Puck Daddy at Yahoo Sports. You can check him out on Yahoo Sports. So uh, thank you again for joining us, and thank you for answering our questions. Anytime, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna have our little wrap up here in just a bit. Stay tuned. Rant Man with John Baranowski. John, we've had quite an interesting night tonight with the awards at the NHL, and now we're talking next season. Obviously, you're on a high right now with the Pittsburgh Penguins, winning the Stanley Cup. What do they do now with the offseason? I mean, we got the draft coming up, we got the free agency deadline coming up. What do the Penguins do to look to become repeat Stanley Cup champions? Short answer. I'm only going to give the short answer because I want to have something left for the TV show. Of course. Um, stop the bleeding because there are going to be people who are going to leave and we're going to have not, there's not going to be enough money to re-sign everybody. You have to really see what the damage control can be. We won the cup. We did what's important. Now we have to go from there and build. We, we, we don't want to be the Florida Marlins, set something up and then explode afterwards. Really, it could happen. Next year, I mean, obviously I'm bleeding myself with the Buffalo Sabres, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, do you resign Chris Kunitz and Bill Guerin for next year? I mean, I don't know what the cap is at this point, but what do you guys do on your end? You sure try to, but you have to remember there's some, oh, six, seven guys. I'll have the statistics for when it matters, but there are a number of players who we're going to need and not enough money to sign them all unless they get maybe million some point something contract. It's not going to happen that way. 
So, some people need to tighten their belts and restructure, or we're not going to keep the same team. Okay, so does Mario, if he had the choice, does he pick uh, Kunitz, or does he pick Garen? Uh, if he had a choice between the two, who does he pick? That is a tough, tough That's decision. A very good question. I mean, Kunitz, I think, would do better for the team. He's a constant 20-goal scorer, and that's what the Penguins need. However, if Sidney Crosby's vote means anything, it's going to be Garrett. Because, I mean, yeah, he plays definitely better with him. Sid feels more protective with him. It's obvious. It, I mean, it, usually they try and put a goon on Crosby's line for protection. Garrett can fill that role and still score. Now, granted, his, I mean, Crosby's vote doesn't always mean everything. Look at Colby Armstrong. True. So, I mean, I think, I think Crosby's going to want Garen more. I think Kunis is a better decision. And, you know, while I want to say Kunis is what they're going to go with, Garen is my pick. Wow. All right. Again, well, I, last I second. Last second. I'm like, no, Garen. I've always loved Kunitz being with the Ducks, but you know what? It, the sad thing is, Garen would actually be a better captain than Sidney Crosby. I'm going to pose that argument. I think Bill Guerin would actually be a better captain for the Pittsburgh Penguins than Sidney Crosby would, especially when he came on board. I mean, with his experience winning the Stanley Cup back in 1995 with the New Jersey Devils, I would give him the captaincy coming into, you know, Pittsburgh, especially with Bilesma at that point. It was right about the same time when Bilesma took over. I would have, I would, if I were Bilesma, I would have given Garen the, the captaincy. Dave, again, intangibles, jersey sales, the look of Sidney Crosby, the ego of Sidney Crosby. You can't. Yeah, well, we got the beers coming you know what? Let's wrap it up soon because how much more can we really discuss? It's been a good night. No, it's been a great night. There's it has. Great predictions on the both of us. We, I mean, we talked to Puck Daddy himself. Something I, I, I am so very proud to say I did because I really do. I respect him as a blogger. Exactly. Um, and, and we have had some good interviews and some great people, and I really enjoyed this, and I hope it happens again. Well, I can guarantee us some great fantasy input from Brian Schrems from SaucerPass.com. Brian, we look forward to talking to you next year, that's for sure, as far as fantasy picks. I'll be around for, oh, probably the next 20 years if I put my mind to it. Thank you. <laughs> well, we got beers coming around here. But, Brian, we look forward to having your input with us here at the Hockey Week in Review. And, of course, if we can, we're going to try to get Greg Wyshynski, if I can pronounce it correctly. You did it right that time. Wyshynski. I know. I pronounced it wrong before during the interview. But we'll get his input as far as things because he's down here in Virginia, just as I am right outside of D.C., and John, I'm going to try to convince you to get a job here next year in D.C., so that should be very interesting. So hopefully you don't get that internship. I'm hoping for the wrong things. I'm hoping you don't get that internship at the Pittsburgh Sports Hall of Fame or whatever it's called. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. I'm glad for the support. <laughs> I just hope you get a historical internship here at one of the Smithsonian's here in D.C. So for Johnny B. Baranowski, I'm David Stearns, the Ratman. Have a good night, everybody, and don't stop believing, John. Good night, everybody.